1: Hey, thank you very much for that, Gary. Appreciate it. 6:35 on this Thursday morning, 12th day of October 2023. I'm John Reed and glad you're with us here on News Radio WRVA. Listen if you could stick around with us at 905 Congressman Bob Good, who was one of the Republicans who voted to get rid of the old speaker Kevin McCarthy. Will join us. What's his thought this morning Is he going along with Scalise? I think the latest I heard was that Jordan, Congressman Jordan, was uh, was his pick? But we will check in with him in the nine o'clock hour here. Right now, I want to go to the other side of the world. And Jordana Miller, our ABC News correspondent, is live in Jerusalem again, uh, updating us this morning. Jordana, what's the latest?
2: The latest is that Israel continues to pound the Gaza Strip with really intense airstrikes, uh, the likes of which we've never seen, I mean, and at an incredible pace. I live in Jerusalem, and I'm hearing the fighter jets going over over my home every half hour. Um, the situation in the Gaza Strip is becoming very dire for civilians there. The death toll over 1,000 and climbing. Uh, the border crossing with Egypt is still closed. That's trapping some civilians. The UN says that they are almost at capacity for sheltering those who have fled their homes. Israel is trying to warn uh, civilians in neighborhoods, but this is war. It is not an exact science, and Gaza is one of the worst places. It's so dense, there's really, you know, nowhere to, there's sometimes nowhere to run and hide. So that situation, and we have to remember, Israel is not letting any fuel, water, you know, uh, electricity into the Gaza Strip for the first time, and they've laid a total siege of the Gaza Strip.
1: And the goal there so, is, to, is to get the hostages released? We, I've heard a couple of different numbers of how many hostages have been confirmed. Is that likely to occur? Does this kind of pressure have any impact on, on the, the Hamas militants in Gaza?
2: Well, clearly they're trying to weaken Hamas's uh, position in the Gaza Strip. Uh, Now, the main power uh, center went out, so they're having to rely on generators. This morning, the head of the Israeli army, the Hebrew language spokesman, said that Hamas has lost control of certain parts of the Gaza Strip, and he vowed that they would continue to lose more and more control uh, in the coming days. While that's happening, Israel's amassing thousands of troops and tanks and supplies at the border. Engineers, we're told, are are fixing the holes in the border there uh, under the coverage of tanks and, and military aircraft to protect them from any militants that might come over. There are still some militants that are coming into southern Israel overnight. Fifteen were killed in four separate incidents, according to the Israeli army. Um, the good news is that it has been quiet today along the northern border uh, that's where Hezbollah sits, the Iranian-backed uh, militant group. Uh, they have very advanced weapons. They are an avowed enemy of Israel, and everyone's hoping they will stay out. Secretary of State Antony Blinken arrived here already uh, this morning. Uh, he is meeting with Israel's Prime Minister, and he will be huddling with also the the new uh, war cabinet that was uh, and the new. Uh, Emergency unity government that was formed uh, late last night with General Benny Gantz uh, and his National Unity Party. Uh, Netanyahu is no longer in charge of a far right wing government, and those far right leaders uh, have been very sidelined. They will not be a part of the security cabinet, nor will they be part of the war cabinet uh, going forward. And that was important because Israelis needed to see political unity and they needed to see. Uh, generals that they trusted, because Netanyahu had eroded a lot of the trust of the military I see um, so this is you know this is where we stand on day uh, six
1: and I know you 've got to go, and i don 't want to trivialize this at all, but what is it like in Jerusalem and Tel Aviv? Is life completely shut down? Are people still out and going to going to synagogue and to church and to and shopping, or is everything just completely closed up?
2: I mean, a lot of businesses are closed, mm-hmm. um, and there aren't a lot of people out in, in cafes and bars. Remember, it's a people's army here, right. and they've called up 360,000 reservists. Um, El Al is now running free special flights to bring Israelis home from abroad who've been called up to the army, who are in special forces. And they are arriving in droves, uh, and the you know this is a country that is mobilizing for war, and yes. so they're really, you know, there there are many businesses that are not working at full capacity or not open at all because people, you know, are on their way to the to the to show up and, for their units.
1: I've appreciated the chance to talk to you this week, and hopefully we'll chat again tomorrow. Jordana Miller, our ABC News Definitely. correspondent in Jerusalem. Thank
2: Thanks. you. Thanks. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, that, is, that is remarkable. I, I, again, I, I hesitated to ask that question because it sounds, I mean, really, it sounds trivial to say are people out. But I've been in places where really 50 or 60 miles away, sometimes less than that, people are shooting each other. And then in, in town, everyone's at the cafe having coffee. You know, when I was in Bahrain it was that way. There would you you'd go to a certain section outside of Manama, the capital of Bahrain, and there were dead bodies. And the militants there were trying to kill the police officers. I made the stupid mistake of trying to ride along with the cops one time and I almost got killed. I mean it was Ridiculous, you know. Once once you get in the car, you find out. Oh, the person who was in that seat earlier is in the hospital with third degree burns because they poured gasoline on him. I mean, that that was that was an eye opening um, evening for me when I was in in uh, Bahrain. So I asked that because sometimes you know we see things on the news. It'd be like, well, I'm not going to say that because someone will criticize me about trivializing too much. But it would be like um, something happening in a In a downtown area. But then the people in the suburbs. Are still going to the mall. uh, While in the downtown area. There are clearly a lot of problems. And I I figured. Israel is so small. And of course. There is a certain. Feeling of of kinship. Nationalism and kinship. Based on. uh, Religion. That I would assume. That Everyone would be, you know, that the mall would not be open, that the cafes would not be open. But I, 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 you know, they live under the threat of this type of violence on a regular basis. I just didn't know whether that would be the case. So forgive me for asking that question. I know it sounds a little insensitive, um, perhaps, but I think that's an interesting reality on the ground. Is is it like COVID here, where everything shut down? And I don't know about you, but I. I drove around thinking, "What in the world has happened?" I mean, is 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 this mysterious virus really shutting down the entire economy of the United States of America, and everybody in Virginia is cowering in their house? And the answer was yes. Um, and I had not ever seen that before in my life. You know, yeah, maybe one area has a flood or or the you know severe weather problem. Which forces everybody in that area to to pay attention to it, but not the entire, not the entire um, community, north, south, east, and west. But it it, it appears that this is serious enough. Uh, and as she points out, where everybody has been drafted voluntarily, in essence, into military service, where that's the the case. And then I didn't get it; well, she had to run, but I didn't get to ask the question about the the hostages. And whether there is a chance to actually get these hostages out. I'm sure, they'd like to get them out. But, man, this seems like, uh, what did I say yesterday? I, I went to Iraq with the idea that if I got separated in any way from the security team that I was assigned to, got kidnapped, got separated in any way, it was over. And you just have to have the mental... You just have to have the mental um, belief that that's the moment. You're already dead at that moment. And you have to live whatever time you have left fighting back because you're probably not going to make it. And that's, oh gosh, I mean, you know, people freak out about that kind of mindset. But I think that's the only way you might survive. And that's the only way you go out on your own terms right instead of again cowering to somebody who means to do you harm uh fortunately i didn't face that uh directly oh yeah dan mentions flight 93 right you you realize this plane is gonna go into a building and kill a lot of people and we're probably already dead so the passengers on Flight 93 said, if we're going to die anyway, let's take them out on our terms instead of them taking us out along with thousands of other people on their terms. And I don't know. I think that used to be um, maybe a more common mindset. Um, it, I mean, it's, that, Flight 93 is a great example of, of how people reclaim their own time and um, don't let the bad guys win, even if ultimately you in your moment are going to lose. 6:46 on this Thursday morning. We'll come back. We'll check on the local weather in just a moment. News radio, WRVA.: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours